And so I, I guess just the best way to, to start it off, I'm not normal. I just want to put that out there now. <laughs> That's probably the best way to start this because I, in a very unique way, I didn't date. And I literally, I kissed one girl. And right after I kissed her, I told her, I'm breaking up with you. Hi, my name is Camille Battaglia, and I love sharing divine connections, especially love connections. I'm a fashion stylist and author turned podcaster. On each episode, you'll hear tips and strategies that you can implement to become more effective in your singleness or married life. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of divine connections on Heavenly Hookups. I'm so excited you guys could be here. H.G. is one of our founding pastors. He was called to the pulpit before the age of 10 in Ohio. H.G. prayed with one of our other founding pastors, Pete Norman, who's a lobbyist here in Washington, D.C. And then it turned into a work is worship program all over the city. And then it turned into Kingdom Life Ministries, D.C., where we've had services at the Capitol before COVID. And now it's evolved into a news organization called EnvoyNews.org. And it's a a very successful, fast-growing news outlet that talks about what God is doing in this season. And Chaley, his beautiful wife, is homeschooling two boys, Gavin and Tristan, going to Bible college, and she sings beautifully at our church. I'm sure she does many more things that I'm unaware of. They're such an adorable couple, and they've had such a massive impact on my life, and I'm so proud to know them. So welcome. So glad you guys could be here. Oh, yeah. No, we're excited. Good. Thanks for inviting us. Yeah. Thanks for squeezing me into your busy schedule. So how did you two end up knowing that you were meant for each other? Um, How did that all start? Yeah, we're going to have a very unique story. Yeah, (laughs) It's not going to be probably like any other one that you have heard or comes on this for certain. So we actually knew of each other for quite some time. The church that I was in at the time, her family came to. And so we had relationship there, but had not really been around each other in a long time. I was doing ministry elsewhere. We had planted a second church and I was spending more time there in Defiance, Ohio. And she was at the church in Pioneer, but we would occasionally cross paths. But God was uh, working in her life and working in my life the way he does, where he does things independent, knowing he's going to bring those two roads together. And so I, I guess just the best way to, to start it off, I'm not normal. I just want to put that out there now. <laughs> That's probably the best way to start this because I, in a very unique way, I didn't date. Mm. And I literally, I kissed one girl. And right after I kissed her, I told her, I'm breaking up with you. And that's not really, that's not really tactful. Um, I wouldn't suggest doing it that way. But I I came home and I told my parents, uh, because I knew from that moment, I told my parents, I said, listen, I'm I'm not going to date. I'm going to marry the ministry. And if I ever get married, I will date once or twice and I'll be married. Uh, It's going to have to be God because Mm. I am not going to allow anything to mess up the ministry. And so- 
that was my life. And so I literally turned off the thought of dating of any of that. I just flipped the switch and hundred percent going after God. And my now wife at the time, just down the road, I'd seen, we had a couple of encounters. I ministered at mm-hmm. the church that she was in, a couple other things. Her father stopped by, I think, with music you. Music store, and yeah, he bought the, me a guitar when you were working at the music yeah, store. Yeah, I made some money off of her right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. What I, what I didn't know, and she didn't know, two things. Why don't you tell... Well, God was working behind the scenes, and I had, not too far in advance, but had been a while and I had rededicated my life to the Lord and I just really wanted to come after him. I was more of a rebellious teenager, a little different than my husband. And so at this point in my life, I really started to seek him and I just wanted to put him first. And that whole process, not too long after, my pastor came to me and he pulled me off to the side. My parents were even there. And he said, he said, if you will keep yourself pure and you'll seek God and come after him, he said, you're going to meet the man that you're going to marry in three months. And he gave me that specific time frame. And he'll be in the ministry. And he'll be in the <laughs> ministry. That's right. He said, you'll meet the man you're going to marry in three months and he will be in the ministry. And I was shocked <laughs> and just taken back by that. But literally, like I wrote the date down and this was in, no- this was like November 7th. And to the night, it was now, hold on, hold on. Wednesday you night. Yeah, you How old were you at this point? Oh, um, <laughs> I know. So I said I was a rebellious teenager. I was 16 at the time. Wow. Um, yeah. Priscilla and Presley comes to mind. Actually, yeah. no, Camille, at this point, I was only you're, you're, 15 when she got the prophetic word because this was November and I turned 16 in January. And you, you don't want me to go this um, far? Well, no, because uh, there's my side of it. Side. So in the same time period where she's seeking God and, and she's getting this prophetic word, three months, you're going to meet within three months. You're going to meet the man you're going to marry. It's going to be the ministry. I had seen her a couple of times in this time period. And I suddenly, I, I could not get her out of my head. It was just, it was not like we sat and had some big conversation no, or anything, but more just in passing. I've got her in my head. And, and again, for me at this point, that is not normal because I'm, I am pursuing every ministry, preaching, um, speaking all over, just doing what God's got. And I just can't get her out of my head. So I finally, and this is going to sound odd, but I told my mom, mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I need you to pray for me. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, why? And I said, I cannot get Chaley out of my head. And she looked at me and she said, Call her. That never crossed my mind. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it genuinely never crossed my mind. What do you mean, call her? I don't date. And so now mom didn't help anything because now I've got her in my head, but I've got this thing of, oh, should I call her? Should I call her? And so it's a Wednesday. I finished preaching and I get in my car and I'm driving back uh, from the town that I was ministering in and driving back home. And I got my phone. It was a flip phone back, tells you a little bit. And so I got her number and I, I dialed the number and because I, I knew her parents were ministers. You have to understand her parents were ministers that I was working with. They knew me. They respected me. I knew them. No real relationship in any way with her, mm-hmm. their daughter. And so I get the, the phone number ready and I hit send. And before the call could go through, I'd slap it shut. <laughs> and, and now that would have been funny, you know, had I done it once. But it was something like 20 some times. No. I, I, oh, dear God, yes. I, I just, it, it, so, it so killed me. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. And so I told God, I said, I have just one request, one request. Please, God, don't let her mom to the phone. 
anybody, <laughs> just not her mom. And so I finally had the guts to let the phone ring through and her mom answers the phone. And right away, I'm like, oh, no. And I said, hey, this is HG. And she goes, oh, Pastor HG. And I thought, oh, no, I don't want to be Pastor anything. And I was like, yeah, hi. And I said, um, is Chaley there? And she said, yeah. And there's this big awkward pause. And she said, oh, you want to talk to her? And at this point, honestly, what I wanted to do is drive into a telephone pole and just, you know, get this horrible moment over. And so she puts her on the phone. And you have to understand, again, remember, I don't date and I'm not normal. And so I invite her to dinner and a movie. But because I don't date and I don't trust myself or her or anybody else and I don't do this, she did not know. Did you? Did you she did not realize. When he got done inviting me, I just thought it was like this event of church event, you know. I, I took, yeah. He invited his sister and her boyfriend. And his and kids. his kids. My cousin. And cousin and her, her boyfriend. And so there was this whole crew of people coming. And I was like. I brought an okay, army. Sure, I'll tag along. I brought an army with me. I was not going to be alone with this girl. Well, also, how old were you at this point, age? Oh, this is worse. 24. I'm 24 years old. I'm 24 years old. So why would she expect you? Yeah. Yeah, because we're eight and a half years apart. And obviously, I wouldn't advise anyone to start dating. No. Especially now having a 16-year-old. No. But he called me that night, and it was exactly three months to the day it was february 7th and it was literally that word that my pastor gave me very accurate obviously he was a man in the ministry and it was three months to the date but she did not tell me i didn't know anything about the the word she'd gotten no Mm -hmm. she didn't want there to be anything to influence yeah exactly yeah that's good influence or interfere with us building a relationship yeah Um, i didn't want to manipulate it yeah no yeah so, to play out. so there's another part you have to hear because I took her out. You On know? that first date with the whole church. Oh, yeah. I took everybody. <laughs> so we go out and we, we have dinner and we go see a movie and, and, and it's great. And I drop her back off and I don't remember if it was the next. I think it was the next week, maybe. Next week. I, I don't know for sure. Specifically, I took her out again. Our second date. And this time she figured out it was a date. It was just us. And I drove her out to where we were building the church. And I pulled in the the driveway and I'd showed her literally it was just the foundation at this point and the slab poured and they were just beginning to put the structure together. But I turned and I looked at her and she'll, she'll back me up here. I didn't smile. I didn't mince words. I turned and I looked at her and said, listen, I don't date. (laughs) And so she were holding hands, just looked at me like, (laughs) what is this? And I said, I don't date. I said, I'm courting you. If it's God, I'm marrying you. If it's not God, I will leave you so fast it makes your head spin. <laughs> oh, yeah. The romance was amazing. Let me tell you. I, I so wanted only what I knew was God. And that literally was my one concern. It wasn't, is she pretty? Is It wasn't, how's our personalities? I We knew, obviously, I knew she was attractive, but we we did not know each other yet mm-hmm. at all. At all, no. And I just, I wanted that up front. There's only one way this relationship's happening, and it has to be God. And we discovered in the process that it was. 
Her parents, obviously, with their blessing, they knew me, they knew my character, they knew my integrity. They gave their blessing to for us dating and stuff, and, and we took our time. She didn't, we didn't get married. Bam, 16 years old, she's married. So it was a while, and what's funny is even, again, how we knew we were supposed to be, as we are dating, we I went to a minister's conference. Mm-hmm. We and were both there. Yeah, we both went to this ministry conference, and this gentleman gets up, Gerald Dodd yep. was his name, prophetic guy. And he, he calls me out and I stand up and, and he's prophesying. And I mean, detailed over my life, crazy detailed, more than anybody ever has. And I just amazing. And then he looks at her and he called me up there with you, calls her up and he's, he starts prophesying over our children. Oh my gosh. And, and he, yeah. he saw the look on our faces and he said, are you guys aren't married? Are, you guys aren't married yet? And we said, no, we're not married yet. And he didn't bat it out. He didn't wince. He kept right on prophesying and prophesied <laughs> about the call of God on our boys. Yeah. Wow. So we knew it was God. We knew we were supposed to be together. And so, yeah, that's, that's how we got together. Wow. That's wild. Sign after sign. Oh, yeah. So oh, how yeah. long did you date before you got married? We got married in, what, was two years? It wasn't quite two years. Yeah. She was... It, October. We we started dating in February of 2001, and we got married in October of 2002. Did you get any pushback else in the community or the church just because of uh, age well, difference? No, not really. Just some girls that had been after him for a while in the church. And the, first, the very first service he brought me to, they both, they saw me walk in with him, and they got up. And, and walked up. It caused trouble. <laughs> um, but no, not really. Had people, had it been somebody else, again, because I'm not normal and people were very, were very used to me and aware of me and they knew I did not date. I think that went a long ways. And everyone didn't know that I was younger. I always looked older for my age, but so they didn't know, they didn't know how young I was at the time. So. Yeah. Because what? when we got married, I really wasn't 18 yet. My parents had to sign. I was three months shy of being 18. Oh, wow. And so my parents had to sign legally. Were so, you still yeah. in high school? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's such a, it's such a crazy story. <laughs> yeah, it oh, crazy. it's, yeah, it's a crazy yeah. story. I think of Buddy Holly and Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> Except this was godly. Yeah. And, and you know what? Here we are all these years later. And um, we got some, you want just some good marriage counsel that we received? It was really good. There's a gentleman, his name was Dr. Maurice Hart. He ended up being married to Estelle for 70 I don't remember the years. years? It was a long, a long well, time. Well, they were in their 90s. Yeah, 70 know, years so. married. But he would see at these events, and right before we got married, he would pull out his little black you know, like calendar book and pretend like he was going to do the ceremony right there on the spot. Really <laughs> beloved. And laugh, so but he, he would pull us in. And every time we saw him, he would give us marriage advice. And oh. you listen to somebody who's been married 70 years. Yeah, I would think and so. So one day he pulled us in and he looked at, at me and he said, now listen, or it might've been you first. I don't remember, but he, he looked at, let's just say Chaley. He looked at her and said, now listen, someday he's going to come home and he's going to yell. He's going to have had a horrible day. He's going to have a terrible attitude. He, he's just going to be awful. And he said, let him. He's earned it. Mm. He lives with you. <laughs> and then he looked at me 
And he said, someday you're going to, you're going to walk in the door and she is going to be just absolutely terrible. She's going to yell. She's going to scream. Who knows? It's, it's going to be bad. But he said, let her have her day. She's earned it. Yeah. She lives with you. Yeah. And then he looked at both of us and he said, never on the same day, <laughs> <laughs> but just teaching us have grace with each other. And obviously marriage takes a lot of that. It takes a lot of grace, but we just had, we had, and the other thing that we honestly did, we went to our first marriage seminar while we were dating. Yeah, we did. We actually studied marriage before marriage. Mm-hmm. We did. We went to a marriage seminar and we were the only couple there that wasn't married. We were but just engaged. We were engaged, but we were there to learn and learn from other people who had experience and of course from the word of God. And so we have we've had a marriage that we've had the the benefit of speaking into a lot of other people's marriages and uh, God's just done really awesome things with it. That's so wise. It's also so brave. You're going against the grain of society. I know my grandmother got married at 16 and I think my grandfather was in his twenties, maybe later twenties, but they were together until their eighties, nineties, whatever. And they passed. Mm-hmm. You guys are totally going against the grain. It's just so interesting and fascinating because God doesn't do things the same for everybody. And that's one thing just years later, because now we've been together for 20 years and on this crazy journey that God's got us on now traveling back and forth and thinking about the fact that I did get married so young and I had my first son at 20 years old which was also abnormal. Most people aren't doing that these days. But I got thinking, and I think the Lord just revealed to us the fact that He brought us together so early, especially for me, so young in my in my life, and having our children so early, because at, at this point, God knew our boys needed to be older to do what we're doing. And I don't know that I could pull it off if I had little babies right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it's really neat how God has, you know, just orchestrated this entire thing. One of the things we don't talk about enough is that God designed marriage and he has a purpose for your lives together as partners. Do you have any final thoughts or any advice that you would like to give singles or single women looking to marry or married people? Anything that comes to your heart? I can tell you for people that are looking to marry fall in love with God. They, they say, you know, two halves make a whole. If you're looking for someone else to complete you, that's a person, two halves don't make a whole. You bring two people together who are half a person looking for someone else to complete them. That's too much of an expectation to put on another person. As wonderful as my wife is at some point, she's going to disappoint me. As good of a husband as I may be, at some point, I'm going to disappoint her. And I cannot have, I can't put that on her. That's not fair. God expects us to find that in him. And when you are a whole person by yourself, and that's something that God did with each of us in our own ways, where I was content with God and happy with him. And I had my self-esteem and my identity and all those things in him. I didn't come into the marriage needing her to complete me in that way. I wasn't dependent on her. I came into the marriage free to love her and give myself for her, give myself to her, as the Bible says that, that men are to do. But you can't really do that unless you've really first given yourself to God and allowed him to complete you. It takes two whole people to come mm-hmm. together and have a whole marriage. Mm-hmm. I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. They get things backwards. 
and they don't keep God at the center. And honestly, our marriage is better than it's ever been. But one of the biggest shifts in our marriage came as a result of a revelation of the love of God that my wife got. And then that's just her growth in him. And I came in one day and found her in tears. And that's never a good thing for (laughs) for a guy to walk, uh uh-oh. But she was reading the scripture. And she'd heard me teach on the love of God. She'd been through all this. But that day, God just showed her. Yeah. She got it. Man, he really loves me. And I can tell you that even the way that she loved me changed. And it just, having him at the center, if you don't love God more than you love your spouse, you're actually not doing your spouse a favor. You're doing them a disservice. God's got to be first. Right. Wow, that's that's wild. Again, I'm thinking of, I don't know why I'm thinking of this movie, that movie with Tom Cruise, where he says, you complete me. So that's just so good to remember that it's not the other person that completes you. It's, no. it's God. That'll that's make it. you one. That's awesome. And how about you, Chaley? Is there any advice you'd like to give single women or singles or to married people? Just, yeah, like he said, seeking God first and putting him first in your life and just trusting God's timing. I see so many girls constantly looking for a man to fulfill something in them. And I'm like, you guys, (laughs) I've told the girls a lot, even in the church in Ohio, you guys need to find God and have that relationship, your foundation first, and then just trust God's timing and pray for God to bring the right man into your life. Not be chasing after just any man that comes along and makes you feel good or makes you smile and laugh, but is this the man that God has for me and the one that was created purposefully for you? Because I truly believe that God does that. He has that perfect someone for us. And if we would just wait on his timing, because his timing is perfect, he'll bring that person into your life. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that. I think that if you can wait on God and let him be your matchmaker, he'll bring you someone much bigger than you could ever ask or imagine or think. And I think even as Christian, I know when I was newly single or even at church or wherever, and you're that you find out someone's Christian, you're like, is this the one? Is this the one? It doesn't doesn't mean because they're Christian, they've got it all together. I think a lot of women can get stuck in that trap too. So anyway, that's wonderful. And I thank thank you so much. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add. Just as a married couple, I always, well, and I think we both do, tell couples to keep dating each other. It's so important. We've been married. We will be married for 19 years this year. We've been prepared purposeful to continue to date, to keep the flame burning and the passion burning between you. Because if you don't, your marriage gets boring. You got to keep it alive and and keep pursuing each other in in that way. It doesn't happen by accident. No. That's That's just the thing. We still, we communicate all the time. We actually enjoy spending time with you. We're not one of those couples that, oh, I got a night away from the wife. It's not like that. We travel together. We minister together. We're together a lot, but it's that. We actually like that. We like the times where we can get away and just have conversations that are just her and me. And I think it's really important, especially with life and busyness and kids and the rest, not to let any of that other stuff come first. Our kids know. Our boy, that's not just your mom. That's my wife. And we don't hide affection and they know we are in love and that we come first to Mm. each other. 
before them. And it's a priority for us and something that we very purposefully walk out. It's difficult sometimes with schedule and the rest, but man, as often as we can, we find those moments just to steal away, whether it's away for a, a night or a meal or something, just mm-hmm. that time to make sure we remind each other how much we love well, One of the things that you do, HG, is you'll refer to her as babe or you have these pet names for her. And I just think that's so sweet because maybe some days are more difficult to spend time together. But that reminds her that you put her first and that you love her and that you're yeah. thinking about her. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so sweet. Oh, it's a welcome. great story. So I just thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I love you guys, and I'll see you soon. Yep, I love you too. Okay, bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode, and thank you to my guests, Chaley and H.G. Strickland, for sharing their one-of-a-kind love story. You can contact them at klmdc.org. For more episodes of Heavenly Hookups, please follow us on Instagram at heavenlyhookup underscore S. I'm Camille Battaglia. We'll see you next time on Heavenly Hookups.